This Tabby Road podcast is intended for mature audiences. So why are you listening? This is the Stabby Road Podcast. Hey everyone, it's uh, Joe Senna. Welcome back to another episode of the Stabby Road Podcast in which three people of three different generations speak about a particular theme of horror from the perspective of their favorite film, in that particular genre. On my left uh, is America's uh, Next Top Model award-winning adult actress, uh, Sonia Harcourt. And on my right is America's uh, Next uh, Top Talent award-winning filmmaker, Rob Graydon. And this next couple of weeks, we're going to be covering horror comedies. So we're going to take a little break for some of it from some of the real serious, deep stuff we've been doing. This is the first episode, so we are going to be taking the Old Guys movie, which is Abbott and Costello meet fucking Frankenstein. A classic and a favorite of so many of us. Exactly. And the plot if is, is very simple. Uh, um, the Abbott plot's and... pretty much the title. It was pretty much... <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're right. It's uh, Abbott and Costello are two guys who run, uh, who work for uh, um, a package express company, and they're charged with taking on the crates that that allegedly contain the skeleton of Dracula and um, the Frankenstein monster, ostensibly for it to go to a wax museum. Right. Now, it's important to note that the reason why they get involved is because they goofed up in in the actual uh, warehouse himself, and the right. guy who and Mr. McDougal yes. decided that they need to deliver it and have an insurance assessor there, which actually is kind of important to the rest of the story. That's okay. I was yeah. going to get to it. But oh, that's, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. So just but that's fine. Now so, we can edit so that. So the insurance <laughs> the insurance assessor it's uh, Joan. Is it Joan? Is her name? Well, Joan, her name Joan is Joan. the woman. Yeah. Yes. Joan is the yes. Joan uh, is the insurance assessor. Yeah. But in between that, you start to discover that the impossible happens, which is that there are two lovely women in love, all of a sudden with pudgy little Lou Costello, yes. which Bud Abbott just can't seem to understand no, until right. you realize okay that they both have ulter- ulterior motives. Yes. Sandra, not Sandra. I keep wanting to say Sandra, <laughs> but Sandra is actually the evil Doctor Mornay who has been studying uh, Dr. Frankenstein's book, which I keep wanting to say is called How I Did It. Which I, it, uh, <laughs> it is different the Frankenstein. Secrets of Life and Death. Right? The Secrets yes. of Life and Death, exactly. Which, back in the day, the Universal Monster films were part of a franchise, and The Secrets of Life and Death was like the Necronomicon of that series. Right. Oh, okay, yes. I didn't know that. That's so cool. it constantly got yes. brought up in all the Frankenstein Cheers. sequels where somebody had a copy of the book. It was like, well, let me see if I can, you know. And I don't, I don't know who the production designer slash art director was who made the book, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure uh, that person got his six year old to do the cover. Yes, yeah. very disappointing. It's, it's handwritten, and I, I would not have been shocked to see uh, macaroni glued to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it, yes. They didn't really take a lot of. Didn't care. seem to age at all. It looked brand new when they opened yep. up the. Yep, the pages. That, was, that was disappointing. But, was it like a school project? Yeah, the, the reason, ink was still wet. I mean, really, it was just... Uh... So the, the female insurance assessor is interested in Lou Costello because she thinks that he's weak enough that she'll be able to get the details on whether or not they can collect the insurance on they, what they happened. They assume that they, that they stole yes. the, right. the, Correct. the exactly. monsters. Right, correct. Right. So because no, I'm just no, saying, no, just please, that's for you. Just because they were they were at the museum, right? And unloading and the there's, and there's and yeah. there's a, a very funny uh, sequence of Abbott constantly leaving and Costello 
noticing more and more that the Dracula's there. So at one point, Dracula actually does awaken Frankenstein, right. and they both leave the crates, which is when Mister McDougal and the insurance assessor come, Convince and the crates stolen are empty. And, yes. Yeah. So right. that's so yeah. That's why that's why they are are exactly. Yeah. I was going to get to that too. So <laughs> so both Doctor Mornay and Joan are are um, interested in Lou Costello. But Dr. Mornay is interested because she wants Lou Costello's brain. Mm. She's working for Count Dracula. Count Dracula is now the mastermind of basically what, what they've, they've turned Dracula into since then. He's not just a vampire, but he is like a... He's like the king of the monsters. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, he's, he's like the Elon Musk yeah. of, of, of monsters. He's like, I've got this idea that, you know... Which, of course, gets revisited in the Monster Squad. I was going to yes. say, so much. But um, the idea of Dracula being the king of the monsters yeah. uh, was, was established there. Okay. And he, I, the, the line that Lugosi says in that picture, something to the effect of, now I want to make sure we get a stupid, pliant brain. Mm -hmm. I don't because... want to make the same mistake as my predecessor. Exactly. And, right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then, of course, the hijinks ensue. Right. They are uh, met by Larry Talbot, played by Lon Chaney Jr., uh, who, of course, is the Wolfman. And his whole mission for the last two sequels before Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein in both House of Dracula and House of Frankenstein mm -hmm. is that he is an adversary. Oh, okay. Trying to destroy Frankenstein, Dracula, oh, and all of those okay. monsters. Right. Okay. So he's sort of an anti-hero kind yeah. of a thing. Right, because he's but there is wonderfully two... conflicted because yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's, while he's Larry Talbot, right. he's the hero. Right. But and when he's the Wolfman. He's just a... Wild he's beast. just yeah, just this out of control beast. But yes. so there were two before this one where he's yeah. been going exactly. on this crusade. There's, that uh, explains why he was kind of mopey. Yeah. Yes. He he's, he was he's already a little defeated. Now the funny thing is, if I'm correct, um House of Dracula came before Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, because the way I remember it is they did ANC meet Frankenstein because they were like, Well, we've bled this bled this to death. Maybe we'll make more money if we put two of them together. In House of Dracula, Talbot is cured. Of oh. his lycanthropy. Oh. So he finally gets the thing that he had been moping around for most of the sequels. Yeah. For. So he gets cured. I'm sure if uh, somebody could check the dates. And did they just retcon they were, that in House of Frankenstein? And they what? Did they retcon that in House of Frankenstein? Like, how did he get his lycanthropy back? No, no. What happened in House of Frankenstein came first. House of Dracula came second. Oh, so he got cured in so, House of Dracula. Yeah, House of Dracula, he got so cured. So then how did they retcon that in House That's my whole point. So yeah. I don't know if it was, if, if House of Frankenstein, if, if A&C... Came after. I used to know this stuff. I used. I got paid to know this shit at <laughs> one time. Uh, there's yeah. uh, Super Tech Josh Graydon. What, what are the uh, what, what? What came first, Abbott and Costello meets Meet Frankenstein, Frankenstein or House of Dracula? House of Dracula came first. It okay. did. Okay. So no. how did they retcon it? I don't think they cared. They yeah, were like, I think yeah, they don't just, ask questions. Yeah. You know. Well, it's let's like, put let's put a perspective in this too because back then there was no internet, so there really was no one to check <laughs> up on this. Or like somebody yeah. could remember it wrong and then just be like. And oh, well, the Universal whatever. films, they make fun of, yeah, of course. Now, right, the and internet reruns and, yeah. The internet talks about all the things that you'll find in like Friday the 13th, part six, and how this, you know, that there is a weird jump between the mummy's curse and the mummy's ghost. Where the end of the mummy's ghost, Lon Chaney Jr., as the mummy, takes his girlfriend, who he thinks is the princess, into a swamp in like Chicago somewhere. And then in the sequel, he comes out of the swamp in New Orleans. <laughs> So it's been like two years since then. The kids going to see the movie don't care. Right. They don't but remember. if that happened today, yeah. right. they Continuity. would be... Yeah, it would be like, wait a minute. How big is the swamp? Yeah. It's so, a time portal. Right. Okay. So Larry Talbot 
tries to help uh, Abaddon, uh, Abaddon Costello uh, fight Dracula and Dr. Mornay. And uh, the, the comedy ensues and the monster fights ensue. Uh, it ends on a beautiful note, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to. Right. a little later but that's basically the plot so let's hear what uh what people i'd actually like to hear what sonia has to yes. say first i don't know hey, was this the first time you'd ever seen it yes okay i've died a year oh you're gonna be so disappointed <laughs> I, this is actually the first abbott and costello i've ever seen oh wow I did, 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 did. No, no, no. Before you get up and leave my house, it's because I'm a Laurel and Hardy girl. Okay. So that's just what I was raised on. I just never... Exactly. I'm sorry. But so that's... Well, I'm very sorry that you feel that way. <laughs> I'm not... I, I can okay. appreciate. I can appreciate. I can. I watched it twice. I'm glad I watched it twice. I watched oh. it once yesterday. You hated it that much? Hated it. Okay, not hated it. I, I was bored. I was bored to tears. It's, I'll be honest. It does... It. It's. It was really difficult to keep me. I can see that there was a lot of I, yeah, there I was a lot of movie understand. to try and justify funny bits, but there weren't enough funny bits to justify that much movie, in my opinion. Some of the bits went on really long. Some of them don't translate, you know, like yeah. like some of the jokes don't work. Oh, that's oh, yeah, the no. bunk. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you, that's his bunk. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it's that. Like, that you know. I, like that's fine. Okay. It, it was more just the pacing for me yeah. was not great. But I'm glad I watched it a second time. I watched it again this morning. And there were more subtlety, for example, the you know, when she gets very worried when he falls getting the baggage and hits his head. I'm like, yes. Oh, I actually mentioned that yesterday that's when why I was watching she's, it. Yeah. That's why she's concerned, because she wants his brain. Right. Not right. that she likes him in any way. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of... Because the first time I was watching it, I was like... Okay, so she likes him. So right. she's not shallow. What? I don't. What? <laughs> right. You right. Know. She has an investment to protect. Exactly. Yes. That that was funny. Yeah. Um, it was just yeah. The, even like the bit with leaving and uh, chick opening it and just seeing a hand. It just went on oh, for like I okay. think two it's beats. Definitely too long. generational. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, generational. I, usually, when I watch a film, like I, uh, as old as you think I am, I was not around in 1948. <laughs> So what I would always have to do... Neither was I, to, just yeah, for the I record. Was trying to, but... Yeah, I, that's debatable. I always try to like sort of put myself in, in that place. In the time place. period, yeah. And I'm, it, it's the kind of thing where movies and also stage shows were kind of a thing at the same time. Yeah. So what is, they were doing is they were translating what they would do on the stage shows. Yeah. So yes, as a, as a cinematic piece goes, a lot of those comedy pieces do go on too long. But what they were trying to do is essentially... Uh, appease their live show fans that makes as sense. well, mm -hmm. that makes so sense. that you know, th yeah, so that you do milk a joke. Yeah, there's but if you're milking. watching it with on your own and there's no audience around you and an audience from 1948 yeah. who would find this funny, it, I could certainly see it. It going was, on I mean, way in general, long. it was like yeah. I get the the overall concept yeah. of the bit is funny. It just, yeah, it was just it yeah. went on too long or the timing of it, like when he's op when Dracula's opening the crate, there's no other noise. Yeah. Going on, right. but somehow Chick doesn't hear it. Right, it's like and that's and that's the half such second a, yeah. ahead of time, and like they could have done it at the same time. You know, it was stuff that's like that. That's such a vaudevillian exactly. thing too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like and it was all about of disbelief. Yeah. It was I, all about Lou mugging. Right. Yeah. It was. It was all about the right. whole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, I, I, I yeah. get and and also to put again to put in perspective where the audience was. So there was this sort of unspoken agreement between everyone on that movie. And the unspoken agreement was that Abbott and Costello were not going to do horror. Mm. They were not making a horror film. Right. 
And Bela Lugosi and Lon Chaney Jr. and Glenn Strange were not going to make a comedy film, even if they're in the same scene together. And if you watch it, that's exactly what happened. Precisely. That explains that, that, yeah. a lot. So, like, yeah. you, when you see the scenes of, um, you know, uh, Lon Chaney Jr. talking about how he changes into a werewolf, he's doing it earnestly. Yeah. 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 And Lou is like, well, I yeah, kind of turned into a werewolf myself. Other guys. You know, and yeah. then he grabs him and, you know... <laughs> When, that explains when, yeah, when Bud, so when Bud much. grabs Lou and slaps him around, it's comedic. Right. When he grabs Lou, it's because of his desperation. Mm-hmm. But like, Lou reacts the same way as he if would Bud if it was a comedy. And so, that, that yeah. has become, and I, I need to give props to um, Uncle Creepy Steve Barton of, mm-hmm. of Dread Central. We were talking about this the other day, and he says, that film created the cardinal rule of what works in a horror comedy and what doesn't. Oh, yeah. Which is... The, you have to play the horror straight, mm. and yep. the comedy is the comedy, Absolutely. and never the twain shall meet. Yeah, and so yeah, so you get this movie's grandchildren like Scream and Monster Squad, which we will talk about later. And actually, believe it or not, Monster Squad's slightly more complicated. Yeah, in mm-hmm. terms of that, uh, and I'll, we'll get into that in the Monster Squad episode. But you know, so when the audiences are watching, like say the operating scene at the end, where we're we're, we're fearful of what's going on because yeah. they're about to literally cut open Lou Costello's mm-hmm. brain, the guy we've been laughing at this whole time, right? And suddenly they come in, and the, and and uh, the, the 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 handsome guy—I always forget mm. that guy's name—the professor, the, uh, yeah, Professor and, Stevens, and, yeah, Thank Professor you. Stevens. Yes. And they start rescuing everybody, and we're like, okay, we're relieved. These the, Lucas Cell is going to get rested. But then Lon Chaney Jr. comes over and starts unbuckling him, <laughs> looks and see the moon. So he then turns into the Wolfman, mm-hmm. and now you're getting an audience that is both screaming with fear mm-hmm. and laughing hysterically yes. pretty much at the same time, and are almost confused, but in a good way, as to mm. what to do next. You know, because because literally Frankenstein gets loose. And so here we have, and the but, scene where yeah. he breaks the bonds, yeah, is like classic. The monster is re-energized, yes. like oh shit, here right. he comes. So yeah. if you picture this moment as an audience who's never seen something like this before, where Frankenstein now is literally picking up uh, Sandra and violently Sandra. throwing her through her a out window, the window, yes. while Lucasello's like spinning around and going, woo, 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 woo. yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's these two elements okay. that that are that have never really been put together because up until then and I think this probably come later probably comes after but but I'm using it as an example you know horror comedies were mostly like hold that not hold that ghost but but yeah. Bowery Boys yeah. where it was they're doing comedy and there's a guy in a gorilla suit or it was a lot of unkind racial yeah, oh yes mm. exactly a right. lot of you know bug-eyed you know yeah. feet do yo stuff kind yeah, of exactly. things and it was just it was that was horror comedy. That Got was it. horror comedy. This was right. the first. This was the first real horror comedy epic. Okay. And I gotta ask. So, so going back to Lon Chaney turning into the Wolfman, how many full moons are there in a month? I think that was my next fucking once question. Every night. It's like every night there's every a full night. moon. Yeah. Every fucking night. In that particular part of the planet. I yeah. Know. So well, it's there's like, the full moon. What comes after the full moon? Is it the waxing or whatever? I I I, I don't the know. The waning. Whole, I, I think it's waning gibbous. Right. So on the, other like, end, the implication still. is that, like, if it's a couple days before or after, maybe yeah, is that right. like the loophole they use? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's like a full ass moon. Every time, every time he goes like this, it's a full moon. and it cuts yeah. it, it's a full one hundred percent circular. It's a I literally yeah. wanted to like go rewatch the Mystery Science Werewolf because of it, because that was like the the same exact. Thing. <laughs> like, how many freaking times is there yeah. a full moon in it, this town? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like yeah. if you want to work with Larry Talbot, yeah. you were you can work with him twenty eight days out of the year, out of the month. Otherwise, you know, you give him two days off. Yeah. Uh, so so, I'm so glad that, you said that that struck me. Yeah. 
because it was the first time in all the years I've been watching Universal Monster movies that I noticed there's too goddamn many full moons oh, yeah. here. Well, there's in, tons in his defense, of, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't say full moon. I think maybe more than once. It's the yeah. moon will rise. Oh. So he's not specifying right. full. I, th- I think the implication is that maybe it's a couple days before when it's just about full, and then maybe a couple days after when it's still. Oh, maybe he did say the moon. He did. Yeah. He. I, I, yeah. When the moon well, go back to the universal lore, the poem right. is that it's when, only when the, the full moon. When, when, yeah. when Maria Askenpatek Maria says gives that big speech. Yeah. My mother-in-law. Yeah. Yes, but like, there's so many things in it that are questionable reality oh, yeah. that we just have to buy. Like. It, why, you know, why was there a giant ancient castle in California? <laughs> yeah, seriously, Dracula's you know, castle. Yeah, Dracula's <laughs> in the middle of in the middle of the water. <laughs> he they he purchased that from overseas. He had yeah. his they, accountant take care they, of it. It's fine. They had. There's a throwaway line when Dracula is talking to Doctor Mornay about that. Mm-hmm. I forgot exactly what it was, but it was definitely you know expository, expository, oh, expository. There? They explained why that was there. Okay. Okay. So that's and, funny. And I want to. Say, I, I have to point out. Lugosi's performance oh, yeah. in this oh, yeah. picture because that was only the second time he ever played Dracula. Oh, wow. He only played him in 1931. And if I remember correctly, I believe that Dracula, he did phonetically because he was still very English, unfamiliar with yeah. English. Yeah. Oh, wow. Whereas in this film, he's in full regal mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has command of the situation and he is a mad scientist. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a Bond villain. Yeah. Yeah, that's really. a good way to describe it. Yeah. And I think, in my opinion, that's the highlight of his career. Well, I mean, I love the Black Cat. But in my opinion, that was the performance of his career. Because he was able to play I so can, many different nuances. I can totally see that. Yeah. No, I would, I would totally agree. I yeah. thought it was, he was one shame, of the best parts of it. It's a shame that, you know, he ran into all those situations later in life. Yeah. You know? Right. Eddie. Eddie, I'm sick, Eddie. <laughs> but, uh... Um, it was great to watch him, in my opinion. This and I, I had not seen the film in about like eight or nine years. Okay. So this time I went in with a more critical eye, and uh, and I just I, I just feel what a crime he never got a chance to to perform like that again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was great. Wait, what was the throwaway line that that um, justified him? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. But it's oh, like okay. when he first meets Doctor Mornay, it's like it's like they exchange oh, okay. expository I'm stuff, thinking, like because there's oh, still Count like Dracula. walls and. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Secret passages. Yeah, well, I'm sure she, they didn't build it overnight, but yeah. I think it might have been like, oh, some old yeah. battlement from such and such pirate, yeah. you know, and days and things like that. I don't, I don't like know that. if anyone's ever made this connection. I'm sure they have, just because it's too, it's way too uh, obvious to me. But like the whole thing of them running in, in like this giant hallway, running in and out of doors, going back and uh, forth and different monsters. Right. Is that where they pretty much got every Scooby Doo from? <laughs> well, that's because that's it's very French... similar in, in terms of its look, right? Yeah, but yeah. You're, you're you're the theater nerd. I mean, that's French farce. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, but so, so is it's... but so is the Scooby Doo thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So so it just you know you but maybe like you can't... French farce specifically right. assigned like, to horror. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. Like they, yeah. I don't know if they were so much doing French farce as they were they they saw that moment in Abigail Still Be Frankenstein with comedy and horror. Wasn't that also and chose to? When did Scooby Doo? Premiere. 70s. 70s? 70s? Okay. I mean, yes. Could, I believe techno, tech, uh, wait, Super wait. Tech Jock is on it. Could, uh, jock. Could jock. be heavily Super influenced tech. indeed. Sub, Why not? Super Tech Jock. Super Tech I mean, Jock. If we're talking about it like... 1969. If we're talking about it as like the first time that horror and comedy really met in this yeah. kind of way, maybe that was a big yeah, influence on the Yeah, because that's also creators. a time also when these movies were coming to TV. I, yeah. And I, so, you know, and so... Joe disagrees, apparently. I'm thinking that it was more influenced by the Beatles movies. 
Yeah. Because again, they were going for the, they were go what? Where did those come from? The running in and out of doors. Right, but way. I don't. Yeah. They, well, I think they came more from the French forest. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So I think that the, the you know, Hanna-Barbera were probably looking more like, hey, what are the kids watching today? Yeah. So they went to something like Hard Day's Night. Yeah. Because so, it was all musical. Yeah. But you, you can't know. deny that they're definitely like, you know, with the bats flying around and the, and the, the yes. sort of noir look to it. and Yes. Yeah. Right. But by that time in 1969, you had two waves of Monster Kid fandom. Mm -hmm. So those tropes were all over the place to right. the point where you could probably, like, their origins are completely obfuscated. Right. Mm -hmm. That's an SAT word, obfuscated. Oh, good word. And speaking of animation, here's a little bit of trivia I'm sure you know. But uh, I might have the the both the title sequence, oh. and the transformation of Dracula mm. to a bat, were made by Walter Lance. Now, for those of you, us oldie people know, and a lot of you kids out there know who Walter Lance is. I was going to say, I know that name. Wait. Walter Lance was the creator of Woody Woodpecker. Thank you. Who was the bane of my existence when I worked at Universal? Oh. <laughs> because they were. Just, love, wait, can they we were stop here before we go on? And this is going to come up in every episode from this point forward and the points of fast. We've referred to Joe now as the Forrest Gump of horror. Yeah. Whatever happens in horror, he is. Been there. around. He's he been was there. there for it. And something, and he has a story. And this is why we have him on the show. <laughs> have because I not told you he's that story? got these great stories. They're amazing. Yeah. So go ahead, Joe. They were bringing back Woody Woodpecker for like the 50th time. Yeah. So Walter Lance's uh, widow. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't I tell this? Didn't we tell the Rocky and Bullwinkle story? Not on the show. At, no, not, not on, on the, the show. show. Oh, because the same thing happened with that with Jay Ward's widow. It was like there was this pro uh, procession of. Widows of great creators who came through Universal to try to revive a particular character. Okay. And Woody Woodpecker just does not translate. Yeah. Right. And I sat in God knows how many meetings with, with that woman. You know, it's like uh, both she and Jay Ward's widow both claimed that their husband's characters were the number one characters on the internet. <laughs> and the internet, I think she had probably just w learned the word yeah. the day yeah. before. Yeah. So this, it's like the Princess Bride. You keep saying that word, but I don't. I don't think, I don't think you know what it means yeah. exactly. So anyway, sorry, Walter yeah. Lance. That okay? There you go. That's I think the I've got my really I got cute. my obligatory old man story <laughs> out of the way. I li I liked the opening animation a lot. I thought it was yeah. really cute. So also worth noting, this movie was so scary at the time that it got banned in a couple countries. Finland being the most prominent. No way! Oh wow! Because of just of how scary it was at the time. Holy! Cr there you Abbott go. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah. Was banned in Finland. Yes, fin, fin, because think that about one of those Scandinavian Finland. countries. Think about just how brutal that ending that. is. Josh, I love we you. We get Thank a woman you. who gets thrown out of a window. Yes. Well, yeah. Dragon yeah. the Wolfman, like, and then Frankenstein literally just walks walks fire. right into the wall, yeah, uh, the fire. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, like and, you said, like you, I'm trying, like you said, putting yourself in that yeah. time period. Yeah. Now, another thing is, and McDougal because, gets brutally attacked. Yes. Like his throat gets slashed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You don't yeah, see like, it. Like but, half an inch closer, and it yeah. would have hit your jugular. Yeah. yeah. And also in Finland, they were uh, particularly disturbed with the balance of comedy and horror, and that it was sort of glorifying the horror. Ah, uh, mm. interesting. So it was controversial too. Yeah. That's why it's taken them 75 years to join NATO. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly it. <laughs> Just a bunch of pussies. Lighten up, Finland. Yeah. Jesus. set that back. I know. Yeah, it was... At, but the, well, the, NATO said that, that. They finally came to terms with Abigail Stella meet Frankenstein. There you go. And they had to wait for to some people out. to yeah. die. Oh it was like, oh, we got to wait for the old guy to die. Yeah. The, yeah, then we'll join NATO. Um, so uh, a, a, thing, a couple of things about um, when Frankenstein's monster, and you must know this, because mm. this is like like 
grade level A and C meet Frankenstein mm-hmm. trivia. You know that was not Glenn Strange throwing her out the window. Who was that? That was Lon Chaney Jr. That's right. I oh, did know that. Yes. Wow. Glenn Strange had hurt himself. Yep. That's Aww. correct. I did and know that. And since Lon Chaney Jr. had played Frankenstein in yeah. Ghost of Frankenstein, Ghost of Frankenstein. Uh, he was like, just put me in the makeup Aww. and I'll go do it. Yeah. That's, that's why you don't see him like turn yeah, right. you just see he just kind of walks up there is a quick you know now you can freeze frame it there is a quick really? quick moment where he yeah. turns and it's clearly Aww, Lon Chaney Jr. cool um, that's cool what else was I going to say oh uh, about Glenn Strange specifically is um, I'll put my phone down I'm sorry Glenn Strange the uh, who of course was better known as a western actor yep Glenn Strange became the marketing face of the Frankenstein monster. Okay. From that point on, mm-hmm. through the whole monster kid phase of the of the Aurora model kits and 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 the toys and the makeup kits and all that kind of stuff, because they didn't want to pay the Karloff family royalties. Yep, oh, that is correct. Wow. So that's why, uh, actually, if you look at the uh, MC Toys uh, Mego version of the. Um, uh, the Frankenstein monster that we did back in 2006, we used the Glenn, Fra- uh, the Glenn Frankenstein, the Glenn Strange. <laughs> we, we used the Glenn Fry one. Glenn- <laughs> <laughs> we no, used Glenn Strange because dressed up as somebody from because the, oh, we didn't want to get involved in 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 having to pay two royalties. Oh wow! So, but that said, we figured if Mego actually made a Frankenstein back then, they would have followed that the rule. Universal Style Guide, yeah. which was all Glenn Strange. The only time that they broke that law of uh, broke that wall between comedy and horror is when the monster walks past Lou and then and goes gets spooked. And yeah. gets spooked. That was actually my favorite was, moment, honestly, of the whole movie. I, I forgot that was, that was in one, there. Yeah. That was the one genuine, like, yes. laugh out guffaw. loud moment. That I was had. a guffaw. Yeah. I thought that was really cute. So, um, we're also going to have to blink on the screen the definition of guffaw for all of our listeners. <laughs> oh, really? Laugh out loud. It's like a laugh out loud. L- or thing. like a... It's an old-timey uh, word yeah. that we used to use. Like, you know, Gaffar. Wow. It's, yeah, it's That's a, a, yeah. I like that word. Yeah. Wow. A chortle, I'm pretty sure it came from college. A chortle, a gaffar, like a... I say a, chortle all the time, and yeah. now I'm like, shit, do people not know what I'm talking about? Is that no, a candy? Because I use both of those frequently. And oh, my God. I use chortle on my OnlyFans all the time. People must be so confused. They have the internet. They can look it up. I, I write chortle. It... I write chortle in my script. When I write screenplays, I write chortle. I think yeah, you're going to name a candy. It's chortle. actually a very specific word. It is yeah. exactly. It's yeah. like it's like almost like a snort laugh kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Use more. A snortle. Yeah. A snortle. Isn't that a Pokemon? Snortle is a Pokemon. Yeah. Wait, Squirtle is an you, you adult from Pokemon. No, Squirtle is actually a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, okay. a Pokemon. No, okay. he really is. I, I like where your brain's at, though. I, I know. I, I like I, where your head's I, at. It shows you how much I know Pokemon. Yes. That's also Pokemon, I think apparently is an adult film uh Pokemon. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, there's there's been there's been, somebody did there was Pikachu. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh god, I have clients with those licenses. I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh re- oh re- And because all they do is repeat their name over so Squirtle's going Squirtle, Squirtle, Squirtle. Oh, I'm, I'm like, sure. you know, this sounds like this sounds like somebody in the chat in no. a cam room. No, no, I'm sure they were like something like Pikachu or I'm sure yeah. they were like We have to we have to Joe, you've got to make cards. Adult film Pikachu. I was cards. not involved in that yeah. one, but I'm sure they changed the names ever yeah. so slightly. There was there Squirtle was actually was a Pokemon. Oh, yeah. there, there Wood was? Rocket. Wood Rocket yeah. films does oh, all the Wood crazy Rock- ones. Oh, oh Wood Rocket's yeah. so yeah. good. But they did SpongeBob, they did um they did that one, they did Tugrats, which was quite controversial. <laughs> Genius. Yeah, yeah. Tugrats. I need to see Tugrats. I can see why that was controversial. Yeah. Yes. Um, the character they're like 
five. Yeah. yeah. That, oh not my God. even. No, they're yeah. they're literal oh babies. The yeah. regrets are babies. Yeah, that one that one caused a, a bit of a tizzy. Um, but yeah, no, they do. They they have the SpongeBob costume, so I think still in their warehouse, Jeez. which is fucking amazing. And you know the funny thing is, I'm convinced because when I when when. My wife worked on Star Trek during the during the heyday of the Star Trek 90s. Mm. That's when Sex Trek the Next Penetration came out. Such a good fucking yep. name. Nowadays, the, the the problem is they don't even try to parody them. They just basically say Star Wars with fucking. Yeah. You know, uh, and I don't it depends and I wonder on the studio. It does depend on the studio. Yeah. Right, but the fact that nobody even tries to take them to court just uh, tells me that everybody back in the writer's room is sitting there saying, look what look what they did. Yeah. I think they're, they're just like, this is hilarious. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody even yeah. wants to try and like nobody, yeah, who's gonna, on. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you get when you did Horrifier and uh the Terrifier guys said we've uh, made it because there's a porn the parody. Porn, yeah. It's it's I mean, in my defense I did reach out to them and like make sure they would be kinda <laughs> cool with it. I did talk to Damien and like, Oh, you talked to them before? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, oh. like in, in curse, like in theory, I'm like, if someone were to do this, what are the licensing? That, and he was just like, I, I don't go for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, licensing. I, I love it. I mean, David and Damien were like, we don't give a shit. See, that's the point. Studios are missing a revenue opportunity there. You know, Maybe. they should be li- taking licensing royalties from fan films and from... Shut up. Stop giving them ideas. We're already <laughs> yeah. getting all of our fucking work Bigger... stolen. No, 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 no. Bigger... <laughs> Distribution, more money <laughs> opportunity. Poor distribution. Okay. For for for, less- for studios, yeah. it's a matter of time, man. Once they the Warner consolidate- to cash in on Harry Pecker and the Sorcerer's Bone, <laughs> one of my favorite titles I have seen in a very long time. That's a good one. Yes. that is a good one. I, miss- I came across that and I couldn't. I laughed for about an hour straight. Back when I worked for a mom and yeah. pop video store, you know, uh, have I told the story here about you know we <laughs> had a go. priest, we had a priest yeah. that Back would come. When I in. learned to do. Mom and Pop uh, video When store. I worked at a video yeah. store, we had okay, the back no, section for the adults only. No, okay, you guys Far Senna and his, that has been Far Senna's uh, story for the day. No, I'm just so, Go ahead. Tell no, me. I'm curious. We had, now, we had a priest. We had a priest that would come in every Friday. Now you have to keep going. And he would rent a stack of porn. Nice. And he said it was because he counseled couples. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, it was all straight porn. So it okay. wasn't like what, you know, people expect now of, of Catholic priests or anything like that. But it's like, uh, and we were one of those uh, video stores where you had to go grab the box, mm-hmm. which had a number, and we'd yell in the back. Oh, my God. You know, hey, can you, so, you know, it's like, you know, can I get Rambone? <laughs> really yes. inconspicuous. I worked yes. at a video store, too, and that's and exactly the would just what happened. And the priest would just sit there like. Yeah, just smiling. Yep. As if no, yep. yeah. oh, this I is work. It. This is this is this is my yeah. job. That's hilarious. Yeah, there were people, and by people I mean uh, uh, creepy guys who would just come in <laughs> and get stacks and stacks yeah. of porn and bring them back the next day. So I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh. There was not enough time to copy them. Wait, you did, their, did, did, did their and, right arm look like Popeye? Yes. <laughs> Some of them. It was it was literally they like just yeah. edged for like 23 just, hours. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then had the best orgasm of their life. Just like a hole in the wall. They just like blew a hole in the wall after the 23 hours. And it's then, a thing. And then like, let me return them now. Now it's time oh, to return them. Oh my God. I, I feel, I feel attacked. First. Yeah. Did you have to sanitize them first? Just, I, just this giant hole in the wall, like the cleaning lady on the other side, just like vacuuming. <laughs> I'm done now. Let oh, me bring these I'm back. I'm surprised. I, I, oh, I, I'm, I feel attacked. Age. This was. <laughs> Now, but see, now you can download all this of it was Sandra's entire pregnancy. Drive. Do you understand? 
I hope my kids aren't watching this. Oh, they're gonna. <laughs> One of my kids actually is. <laughs> so that's my that was my video. So how did we how did we get there? Please I, take the us fuck back. Did we get back to I don't edging for twenty three hours yes. thing? It's let's, like, yeah, it let's, was let's reverse engineer this somehow. Oh, we, parodies, that's yeah. how we got on that somehow. Right. Abbott and Costello. Abbott and okay, Costello. So Frankenstein was the, yes. I'm I think that's what we're talking about. Curious what the Finnish board of censors is going to think about this. We are not going to be approved. All I heard was all I heard was I'm very curious what the Finnish. And I was like, yeah, right. And I'm like, well, it was good. Sir. It was worth the 23 hours of edging. I'll have to spackle the hole in my wall now. That was a capital F2 Again. Got it. Okay. You're going to have to, just like Gaffaw, you're going to have to put that out as a lower third. Love it. We have to put fun facts up on the bottom of the screen. No, we can't say fun facts because that is a TM of. No, because that's what Horror Virgin does. They do a thing at the end called fun facts. And that's when Paige comes in with all the trivia. And we. So, yeah, you want to know. We'll do that. Yeah. That's cute. So, stuff you get, but stuff we, you we do it throughout. Oh, no. We do it throughout. Like the fun, like the, that song damn the, it. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, uh, uh, like that little bit about uh, Lon Chaney switching out. Yeah, with, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That that would have been a fun fact yeah. in, in Paige's world. So it's a you want to um, here. So another fun fact uh-huh. that, that uh, is in there is of course, you know, who did the voice of the uh, Invisible did, that's Man. That's where I was going. That, that's yes. where my yep. next, because then I, I actually know. looked it up because I was like, that sounds like Vincent Price. Yes. And he's wasn't uncredited. Claude Rains the yeah. Invisible Man right. in the Universal canon? Yes. And I'm like one of the only people I know my age who knows who the fuck Claude Rain is. So I get very excited. Because you're also a classic I'm a film. Phantom fan. And oh, that's right. You're yeah. a... You're a fan, P H A N. I am a Phantom Stan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, of course, so it's yeah, the wrong Phantom, that. but that's Absolutely. okay. Like it's it, like that moment in Rocky. If you ever do like one of the talkback lives, like if you go to a Rocky Horror live showing, yeah. and it's um, yeah, Claude Rains was the Invisible Man. One yeah. of the audience yeah. shoutbacks is, "Who the fuck is Claude Rains?" <laughs> and I'm always just meanwhile, like, he was like a huge actor. Back I know, then. Yeah, I was. know. So I yeah. looked it up and I was like, "Oh, it's not him, but it's Vincent Price." So that's still cool. Yeah. I have a Universal Phantom of the Opera set story. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Stage Do 28, you? which is where they used to have they they kept the opera house set. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to eat my lunch in box 5. Shut wow. up. Whenever they weren't actively shooting, box 5 is where I had lunch. Did you look up in the rafters and someone was just like silhouetted running around up there? Joe. That's no, that's what the stagehands saw when they look up at box five and saw me running you know, eating my lunch, but I can only get so aroused. I, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm a can huge I tell you, phantom stand. Can I can I can I tell you about uh, the time that I was no, never mind. Um <laughs> you know I'm gonna say it like ASMR. I used to eat lunch in box five on stage twenty eight. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. But that's briefly so getting back to cool. the invisible man, however. <laughs> Um, there is actually an Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man. Oh. And it is it is neither um, Claude Rains nor Vincent Price. It's actually, I forget the actor's name, but he actually plays a boxer. Right. That oh. somehow turns invisible. Exactly. So it's not the Invisible Man. It should it's have been Abbott and Costello meet Invisible Ad, Man? Yes, yes. yes. Abbott and Costello meet an Invisible, invisible man. man. But they did do a couple of Invisible Man sequels. And okay. and again, I didn't do, I don't, I'm just going off of my, right. my memory. But if I'm correct, the, re, the Invisible Man's revenge mm-hmm. was Vincent Price. Ooh. Yes, and I don't remember if that was before or after ANC Meet Frankenstein, but um, Vincent only. Price had played. We knew. If right. only, yes. If I'm, I'm doing my research. I'm still on. I, he's, who he's, the Invisible Man. He's typing okay. so fast. We're, we're asking so much of him. Um, what movie are we talking about now? Abbott Costello, Costello Meet, meet the, the Invisible, Invisible Man. Yes. yes. Do you know the name? Because he's not listed as the Invisible. It Man. should be like the third or fourth in. Tommy after, Nelson. Tommy Nelson. That's so it. The actor was Arthur Franz. 
Arthur Friend. Yeah, okay. Tommy Nelson was the now, Invisible Man. Now, and yes, and he played a boxer. The Invisible Man's Revenge. Yes. That's the one I, I, I'm convinced. That Vincent Price I remember was... that was Vincent Price playing the Invisible Man. I want to see that. Because that was at the beginning of Vincent Price's evolution from just... You know, stock bad guy mm -hmm. to becoming basically the the uh, slightly more classy version of Bruce Campbell. Mm -hmm. You would be wrong. It oh. was John Hall. Really? Oh. Little trivia: John Hall's mansion is the one that Fari Ackerman, the editor of Famous Monsters, bought and turned into the Acker Mansion. Oh Ooh. wow! There you go. Cool. There's a little Monster Kid trivia for those cool. of you who know who Fari Ackerman is. Look him up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be here for hours otherwise. <laughs> look him up or look up famous monsters. I have a Fari Ackerman story. I just cannot, that is not going on record. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, off the record? I have two Fari Ackerman stories that would, yes, I think Noted. are better off off the record. Sweet. Nice. So um, back to the, uh, the movie. <laughs> to the movie. What other, what other nuggets and trivia do we have about that film? Wait, I, I don't remember which movie. There was a story you were going to tell us in the car, but we were going to save it for the podcast. Was that this movie or was that one of the others? No, I think it was Monster Squad. Gotcha. I've Sorry, got a story. Just trying to keep us on track. And I got a story for uh, Shaun of the Dead. I've got... I've got You're the best them. tech ever. Right. Which, by the way, are the three movies we never actually established are our horror comedies. No, we did. Didn't we? No, we, no, we didn't. That's yeah, right. Abigail Still Meet Frankenstein. Oh, then, then our next episode will be uh, uh, Monster, Monster Squad. Squad and then Shaun of the Dead and how they're all sort of linked together. Uh, yeah, I'm real interested to see how you guys genetics. are going to link the because for yeah. well, my, how do we my, link up their comedies? Mine That's seems it. like the black sheep, though. This is really know. compared to these well, two. The, yeah, Monster Squad and, and oh, like there's more are, are more obviously connected. Yeah, but there are definite connections. Okay, I'm, cu I'm curious to see. Some, yeah, Sean, Sean. We, when we get to Sean, I okay. always got to do a logical gush. conclusion. I've just got to gush about that film. Oh no, I will gush for sure. But it just yeah. Here's a question. There's some sequences during the um. Uh, the masquerade party. Mm -hmm. Yes. Where they're out in a swampy area. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that's the lagoon set that they well, used for the left. creature it six years like later. It. Well, because it, it's they're all in the universal backlot. Yeah. Right, but I and... don't remember if the bat if the swamp was there before, or if somebody said, "Hey, we got this swamp. Mm. Let's put a monster in it." So which and came, came first, up with the, the creature, the creature or, or the swamp? The, cre the creature or the swamp? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't, but. It, Our it, tech is on it. Okay, but it kind of looks. It does. It and, really and, does. And uh, let us have a moment of silence. The lagoon is gone. Oh. Yeah. Abbott and Costello came first. So yeah, I'm sure. Oh wow. And even if right, but the question exact... is, was the swamp there? The the actual lagoon set as we know it, because the lagoon was actually it it was an oval shaped area. Yeah. And it was very. It was obviously smaller than what you'd see on the movies, and they right. just kept shooting. You know, the the ship would just go back and forth, and right. back and forth, as if it was. And that ultimately became the Universal Backlot tank, didn't it? Where they no, the tank shoot? is the tank is, is right it? next to it. Okay, that's the I tank is right. That, we were looking for excuses to use the tank. Right. We couldn't. We couldn't use the tank. The <laughs> tank is where they shot all the underwater scenes. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was pretty amazing to 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 watch people yeah, that would be really use cool. it. Yeah. But uh, we, the guy who was in our creature suit when we did the uh, the sequel on the back lot, he was just not interested in getting in water. It's just Aww. not going to happen. Oh, and I, I'll, no, I'll no, play I'm sorry. The creature, I'm sorry. I don't want to get wet. I'll play the creature that lives in. <laughs> the I'm sure swamp. there might have been something to that, but then I realized, no, I don't think they would have wanted us to put the suit in the water. That's what I was wondering too. If it was that more was it. of the makeup yeah. thing, it was yeah. not a waterproof suit. It was yeah. the we're walking around on the back lot and uh, scaring the tram people suit. Yeah, yeah. which is Aww. basically the creature walks among us, isn't it? It's just, <laughs> it's just that the actor's like, I'll play the creature. I don't want to get wet. So just put me in a suit. 
that we could go on for hours yeah. about that one. Yeah. Because that is a depressing fucking movie. Is it? Yeah. It's oh yeah. That's not just oh creature feel bad but I have to kill him because well, he kills so many I have people. A Monster Squad note too about oh, great. That, that the the creature the creature from the Black Lagoon that I thought was really funny that I noticed this morning. Uh, yeah. And I think I I think I know what you're talking about too. Probably. So yes, I well, think there was a boo. Is it a boo boo? No, it's oh. a it's. All a, right, we'll, we'll we'll get to okay. it. Teaser. Say that again. Teaser. Yay. Water. We're going to isolate that, and every time we have a teaser, we'll just play that. <laughs> oh, that was, God. That was good. perfect. That was perfect? Yeah. That was that was my best read? Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Taser. So, Dracula bites Dr. Dr. Mornay, yes. yes. And... Does the, so does that then turn her or does that make her a minion? Because like then, yeah, she's like controlled I, I, by him. Yeah. But then she wants the to bite yeah, Lou. Exactly. Because depends most movies, on the they movie. turn into right. vampires. But in this one, she turns into a minion who is she uh, still... somehow more committed to what she was doing. Yes. Yeah. Like, think, like she's, I, she's his like, did, slave, basically. Yeah. It's like any but, relationship. But did he, once, did once, he really need to bite her? I mean, she was it's pretty like much, any, she was giving she was him a little board. slap back overall. Yeah. She didn't want to do it that night. Okay. Oh, because well, the so insurance, that, Joan was like throwing a wrench in things. And Dracula was like, no, bitch, we're doing it tonight. But then she wanted to drink his blood still. As with any relationship. Right. Penetration. Makes a big difference. Yes. So and, and, and I think are, that. But oddly, yeah, but you're actually, uh, it's not just a joke. That's so much about what the lore of vampirism yeah, is. It, truly. Is I wasn't about, joking. It's about penetration. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it, yeah, no, you're right. No, no that, yes, yeah, absolutely. So yes. much of the lore is. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Right. And the whole idea of if you if you drink them dry to kill them versus keeping them alive long mm-hmm. enough so that they can become yeah, there's slave. like yeah. different lore for everything. Like if you yeah. drink just enough, you can kind of make them a mindless slave right. and keep yeah. them alive. Yeah. So this, I was like, okay, what is there a lore here? Do they care? Probably not. No, in that film, no. Yeah. I, I was surprised at how much lore they did keep. Mm-hmm. To be honest, which oh, okay. is what made that film so work so well. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. They they weren't just doing a goofy comedy. They generally respected the material that was... It was the sequel to yeah. House yeah. of Dracula. Yeah. Except that Lon Chaney forgot that he was cured of his lycanthropy. Right. <laughs> and they threw in Abbott and Costello. Right. But it, if you I if you actually watch... it from that lens, knowing that they were doing horror and they were doing comedy. Yeah. Watch every scene. Yeah. It's, it's, no, that explains it's two, so it, much. It's, it's li- They're literally mm-hmm. doing two separate scenes yeah. just in the same scene. Watch every Universal Monster movie, chronology, chron- chron- in chronological order. Chronologically. And, uh, and uh, you'll see a through line. That Abbott and Costello totally picks up. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, all these old memories are coming back that uh, I'm convinced that I think the script was originally going to be a monster movie and they decided to put Abbott and Costello in it. Yeah. Is yeah. that a fact? Is that yeah, a, I, I think that I think that's it. Because I remember I think at the I remember time, that story. their box office was really just on mm. the rise. And you're, you're yes. right. And I think they, they were like... We need to get some of this. Yeah, we need to. We need to just. Put, what if we put these two things together? Right, because the monsters were yeah. starting to go this way, and Abbott and Costello were going that right. way, so they it gave them a bump. Right, and and I think it helped both of them. To be honest, box office wise, it's a yeah, it's a great film. I'm sorry, Sonia, but I'm, no, but I'm again, not surprised because it's hard. It's a hard. It's hard to put film. yourself in that, yeah. especially after watching. Shaun of the Dead, because that was my movie, so yes. I watched that first and took copious amounts of notes to go from that. Ah. Uh, to that yeah, was you, you a reverted. hard, yeah, yeah in terms Regressed. of like yes. timing and nuance and, you know. So, no, I would love to rewatch it knowing all of these things yeah. now. This is what and I love you, about this if podcast. If you were an audience watching it, Shaun of the Dead in 1948, 
it would actually be confusing. Oh, wildly so. Good point. It, it would, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, also, given the fact that there were no zombies that way. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Back, right. Back then, zombies it was, were just it was a, hypnotized it, slaves. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, no, I would like to rewatch it now. Like, like I said, I liked it better the second time around. Hmm. So it was just going from Michonne of the Dead to Abbott was not the right, best right. choice. Yeah. It's also, I think, aside from Ghost of Frankenstein, where the monster talks. Because in Ghost of Frankenstein, they put Igor's brain oh. in 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 the body. Okay. So for like the last 10 minutes of the film, Lon Chaney Jr. has Bela Lugosi's voice coming out. Yeah. Oh. Bela Lugosi played Igor. Oh, right. Yeah. They right. broke my neck, Frankenstein. Right. Oh, my God. So um, that I was totally the, forgot about so that. So other than that, he didn't talk. So the whole yes, master mm. and walking stiff and, and that kind of stuff that ultimately became... What? The cartoony portrayal yeah. of the Frankenstein monster. Plus, yeah. uh, is it is it that one or is it Son of Frankenstein where he was actually blind? Oh, that's no, that's the one. Ghost of Frankenstein Ghost of because there was a the reason why the right. blood. When the you look blood, at Glenn Strange, his eyes are practically closed and he walks oh, with his arms out. Yes, because, because he's, he's blind. trying to feel around. That's oh. one of the reasons why he walks into the fire. Yeah, because he's confused. <gasps> he didn't know where to go. He just heard the noise. Yeah, they, yeah. they never really talk about that. Because they, yeah, but like, yeah, it, it was Ghost of Frankenstein. But yeah, yeah, last day, last we saw the Frankenstein monster, he was blind because he had Igor's brain. Yeah. That just blew my fucking mind. Yeah. That's why that. Yeah, that's, that's how that started. That it wasn't yeah. like, oh, Holy I'm a corpse shit. and therefore I'm stiff. He's like, you couldn't see. No, <laughs> so the best way to fight your way away around yeah. Frankenstein is just like get behind Frankenstein. Oh my he god! Much relelatively regularly, he he's not like yeah. the stiff body. There's a little bit of stiffness, but yeah, he's, but, but but it's he's not definitely no, more like a just multiple yeah. parts together kind of stiffness. Yeah, versus exactly. Holy shit! So hmm? there's two things that kind of feed into each other. Okay, this was the last uh, classic monster movie from right. Universal, but because of that. All of the characters have their fate kind of left up in the air. Right. And none of those are answered. And there's a good reading of the ending where the Wolfman attacks McDougal. Mm -hmm. That because he was attacked and survived, McDougal is probably a Wolfman. Nice. I never even thought of that. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. of that either. But yeah. they, never, they didn't use the Universal Monsters again until uh, Van Helsing. Now, there were some movies in the <sighs> 90s. I was at Universal when they were doing Van the, like, Helsing. Like the, the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing? Yes. Wow. Uh, what a Far waste stuff. of an opportunity. You want to tell us anything about that? What? You want to tell us anything about the, the <laughs> Yeah, because at the, at the time, my big thing at Universal was, okay, so I was a creative director of the internet group, okay? Which should not impress anybody because in 1997, if you could spell internet, you got a great job. Right. Um, but we had, uh, because it, at the time it was owned by GE, Synergy was a big thing. Mm, oh my so God, they wanted to make that. sure they wanted to make sure all the different business units worked together. Yeah. So I was the designated guy in my group on the Synergy committee. So of course, they make Van Helsing. It was it was at my tail the tail end of my my tenure there, and I remember standing up at 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 a table at one of these things. I'm like, I know we have no voice in this now. That these decisions are being made without us because how many times have I pounded my shoe on the table like Nikita Khrushchev at the UN and said, we need to bring do another monster rally. You need to do something with Van Helsing where Van Helsing is a hero. But what is this brotherhood of the wolf shit? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's been so long. Since Such I a saw misfire. Aww. Such a misfire. That's the best. I mean, I don't remember much of it. So I think yeah. that does say something. The only thing I remember of it. 
fully, and I, it was the one part of the movie that I liked, was that he was using crosses and throwing them like Chinese stars. Yeah, that was pretty badass. Like, I thought that was like pretty badass. But beyond that, I, I have yeah. almost no memory same, of it. Same, same. And, and that's good. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, yeah, I saw it in theaters yeah. too. You need those brain cells. Oh. <laughs> I think the best universal Dracula versus Van Helsing story ever told was the Marvel comic series mm-hmm. Tomb of Dracula. That is a 72-issue self-contained story Okay, where it is, uh, I think, Abraham Van Helsing's grandson and then Dracula's great-great-great-great-grand-nephew from, you know, whatever marriage or something. And, you know, Blade came from Tomb of Dracula. Oh, shit. But Blade, at the time, since it was the 70s, he basically looked like Shaft with a belt around him and he had four wooden wooden Mm -hmm. knives. Not the blade that we know. Okay. Which I have a story about. You've heard my story about that. Of course you do. You've heard. <laughs> of course you do, Forrest Gump. I'm excited for that one, though. Well, wait. We should save that. Yeah, we will save yeah. that because yeah. I'm trying to figure out how Let's to go say back it. To Tomb of Dracula. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say yeah. it in such a way that I, I, it, it may not potentially become a, a legally actionable thing. Okay. So. Yeah, so Tomb of Dracula. Yeah, we'll put, a, put a pin that. in that. Yeah. Tomb of Dracula. Yeah. Tomb of Dracula is a great story, I want and it to was a serious film where Dracula was. He wanted to take over the world. He okay. was a Bond villain. And it was up to this intrepid group of vampire hunters to destroy him. Hmm. But he was, it was like Fu Manchu. Hmm. Fu Manchu was the, the main character of those stories, even though he was the villain. So mm-hmm. imagine a Bond film where Blofeld was the star. Right. And like the portrayal of, of Dracula in that, it, it just felt like a sequel to the Universal Horror Film. Okay. And I'm happy to say that Gene Colan, who drew that, was a former teacher of mine at the School of Visual Arts. Aww. And he openly came out and said, we were all Universal Horror fans. Aww. And that's what they wanted to do was make that's James awesome. Bond meets meets Dracula. Cool. Okay, so, noted. I'm adding that to my Amazon list. So that's, uh, it's a great fucking, Mar- Marv, and written by a fellow whose real name was, no kidding, yep. Marv Wolfman. Yep. No way. Yes. Way. His name is Marv Wolfman. Badass. Oddly enough, though, did not work on uh, Werewolf, Werewolf by, by Night, night. or, yeah. or Manwolf. Or Man, yeah. Nothing to do with it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I'm, and I'm wondering if he did that on purpose. I was going to say deliberately. Yeah. Like, he's like, that's just too no, much. No, it's yeah. typecast. <laughs> Werewolf by Night, written by Marv Wolfman. <laughs> no. <Nuh-uh>. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah. So in my well, cool. so okay. that's that's in my opinion where the Universal Saga ends. Okay. With with Tomb of Dracula. Noted. Van Helsing, I think, would have been a great film if they just changed the names. Mm. You know, would have been a a, a fine. That's Vampire unfortunately, Hunter film. This, yeah, the story of with a lot of things where it's just they're trying to leech off an already established universe or you know franchise, and it's like it would have worked if you just didn't call it that. Yes. I, that that happens a lot. Exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah. Especially and in horror. Universal costume is child's play. <laughs> yeah. I have to be perfectly honest. On paper, it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, especially riding off the coattails of things like Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and yeah. to make these heroes. And he already has this IP of universal monsters to draw from. Yeah. Great. It's it's a great concept that you're right. They sort of missed the ball. Yeah. Because there were too many cooks in the kitchen. Yep. Too many people. At the time, there was... Uh, oh, we're getting the five-minute signal. Yeah. Um, oh. So I should shut up because I'll go on for five more minutes. <laughs> go on for five more minutes. Okay. Hey, who cares? Yeah. Uh, where was I? Uh, yes. A total misfire because there were too many cooks in the kitchen. And the studio at the time was a little schizophrenic about it because uh, they didn't like being associated with horror films. Mm. Right. Despite the fact that they invented the damn thing. Yeah, seriously, the irony of that. Whoever was involved, and, you know, on our level, on the director and VP level, we were not 
involved in what was really going on. Right. I personally think the Synergy Committee was just a boondoggle so we could all take trips to uh, Disney World on corporate espionage uh, <laughs> missions. Wow. That's so hilarious. that was that was the best thing about being on the Synergy Committee was all the trips we got to take, allegedly for research. Oh, my God. I can Amazing. just picture Justin at Disney World. In this, it's Disney a small world ride with a notepad. Like, like, in like a ninja suit going, like, going through okay. the tunnels and stuff. Now with down one of those old Minox cameras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we all know He's the only way like, on the back of one of those golf carts, <laughs> like nobody, like nobody can see him. <laughs> I kidnapped Mickey Mouse. Here is his ear. <laughs> and, they're like, yeah, and they're holding up this giant this circle. It's just a giant circle. They're holding up. Like, oh my god, we've got to get him back. Got him got back. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the rights to Snow White or he dies. And we all know that he the only way. Tape back like, he's going to kill me. <laughs> he's going to kill me. You should see what he's done to Pluto. It's getting real dark in here, huh? <laughs> oh, no. Gosh, I'm a dead man. Like, dog, what the hell I am? <laughs> what the fuck is Goofy? Uh, who knows? <laughs> That was a really good goofy. I almost pissed myself. Holy shit. Uh, and that's a Los Angeles term, by the way. Um, the phrase, I parked in Goofy, means you parked too fucking far away. Because Goofy, you know, they named all the parking lots in Disneyland oh, after oh. the characters. So Goofy was the, the first one away. away. Oh, so you'd funny. say, whoa, it took you so long. I parked in fucking Goofy. I didn't know so, that. Brilliant. That's funny. Noted. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll say that every time we come to the studio late now. There you are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where, Goofy. Where, where Rob, Goofy. Rob is parking in Goofy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I'm going to use that when I go to visit LA because most of the time I stay with people like in Ontario, which is like an hour and a half outside right. of LA proper. Right. I'll be like, yeah, I'm staying in Goofy. No one will get it, but I will. Actually, I don't know if anybody would get that now because I think that that was a, that it's, you know, LA has changed a bit since Indeed. I was there. But, yes. But yeah. I hear they have electricity now. They do. Yeah, yeah. When you go to L.A., I've yeah. told you before, uh -huh. okay, you need to go to Magnolia Boulevard. I know, you have told me I want to go. Where is that? Magnolia, it's in Burbank. Okay. Burbank. Um, Bur Burbank. My old, where I used to live. So I, I had the That's pleasure. That's actually where I'm flying in tomorrow. I yeah. have the pleasure. I love the Burbank Airport. So oh my God, it's, it's amazing. Simple. It's simple. Never. Yes. There's, between, it's like LAX is just, it, no. it's too complicated. And, no. Yes. And, and it's, all, it's just also too far away from wherever you're going to be staying. It's right. If, between Burbank and Ontario, yeah. never again would I use LAX. Yeah. Never again. Right. It is a, it's a wonderful, it's like one There's of those little airports out of one a, carriage. Yeah. One luggage carousel. That's it. And like, it's outside. So by the time you pick it up, you're already like ready to you're go. Literally, they're yeah. like, there's there's the lifts and Ubers yeah. while I get my bag. Neat. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to plug some people we know. Including Burbank oh, yeah. Airport. Um, <laughs> on Magnolia Boulevard, you will find, uh, actually, I think he moved off Magnolia Boulevard onto a, uh, there's a, a, a one of the greatest horror-centric bookstores ever Ooh. created. It's called Dark Delicacies. Okay. And it's run by Del Howison. Dark Delicacies, of course, is a proud sponsor of the Stabby Road podcast. They just don't know it yet. Dark Delicacies hosts signings all the time. Oh, nice. With, like, big stars who come in and sign books and things. Yeah, uh, There is Halloween Town, oh. which is what, what you'd it expect. Sounds like. Awesome. Uh, Beautiful. There's a place called uh, Blast from the Past, which is a proud sponsor of the Monster Palooza program. Monster Palooza, of course, the convention in Los Angeles, which is a proud sponsor of the Stabby Road podcast. They just don't know it yet. Spend a day there. Yeah. In fact, there's a horror dude I'm going to be crashing with who might be able to help me oh, out with great. that. So Okay, cool. 
I'm sure he knows. Okay, I'm sure he does too. All right. And, and on that note. Oh, is that time? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. On that note, uh, thank you so much again for listening to another episode and hearing us ramble and uh, talking about different things. Next time, we're going to be talking uh, about Monster Squad in keeping with the comedy and horror episodes. So from Stabby Road, my name is Rob Graydon. I'm Joe Senna. And I'm Sonia Harcourt. And thank you for taking a trip down Stabby Road with us. Thank you. We'll work on that. We'll have to. Dick yeah. Bush, everybody. Dick Bush. Dick Bush. <laughs> Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> we, we really need we to have, work on that we outro. To, uh, but we always, always have to end with Dick Bush. The Stabby Road podcast was created by Joe Senna, hosted by Rob Graydon, Sonia Harcourt, and Joe Senna. Recording technicians Josh Graydon and Eric Todd. The Stabby Road podcast is a production of Fourth Castle. All rights reserved. See you next week.